I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 191 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am okay. I am very sleepy. How are you doing? I'm okay, too. I'm a little sleepy, but I am ready to record. That's good. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. But I'm glad you're ready to record. Yeah, because that would be bad if I wasn't, because then that would mean I was tardy and incapable of many things. One of them being not being on time or ready to record a podcast, (laughs) which are bad things. I do not like lateness. I have to say it is one of my pet peeves. Ah oh, shit! So when I come up at le- or four or four thirty one, Emily's probably ready to to serve my head on her dinner plate. I mean, look, look there's like a, there's a couple minute grace period certainly because you know people's clocks are different. But I am one of those people who wear if I'm like doing anything if I'm not ten minutes early, I feel like I'm late. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I get really stressed out if I'm running late or if I am late, like especially to like big events. And it's always Carlos that has to like to calm me down because he always talks about how in his family it's rude to show up like 15 minutes early to something like people show up like 10, 15, 30 minutes late. It's just a total difference of it. Just it's funny how like just different cultures and, you know, just different people and tardiness and you know tardiness is sometimes better than being early but unfortunately not podcast (laughs) no but it doesn't matter because you weren't late so it's fine okay good how have you been i've been good i i started my new job on friday that's exciting Uh, it was fun uh i found out that i'm mostly working from home right now so i I had to take all the porgs off of the desk and I very briefly had to put them in in a giant trash bag, which I felt really, 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 really guilty about. But thank God I moved them here. I'll show you right now. I moved them all to my dresser. There there they all are over there. It's a lot of porgs. And then because I I had to make room for a, you can't really see it, but I had to make room for a desk. 
because I got a monitor and I had to actually use my desk as a desk and not a poor table. <laughs> so I imagine that's an adjustment. Learning a job from home is a little bit weird. It is, especially my first day yesterday. Um, I was doing the online orientation and my laptop just shut off. Just completely bad. shut off. And I'm like, yay, I'm going to get fired. No. Um, there were... There was an issue with the, the with the cord. Mm. Uh, I was I wasn't given a cord, but it was fine, a normal normal thing. But I found a cord. Everything worked. Everything was fine. But yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. It's it's fun learning and just finding new ways to learn. But it's funny too because you know you're taught something and then you just do it. Because usually you have someone over your shoulder being like, "No, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. This is how you do it." But you are, you know, just doing it alone and just retaining the information. So it's interesting. It's definitely new for me, but I'm happy to do it. But it, it's just weird working from home. And because home right now was very temporary oh, for yeah. me, like I I can't wait to get comfortable somewhere and to be able to, you know, get things to make my work desk like just more livable because I don't know just I already have like certain feels about you know I'm not going to be home much longer so it's just kind of weird like I'm not like 100% comfortable but which reminds me I switch we might have another like bit of a break coming up in terms of episodes because I'm gone the last week in June and then you're moving so there might be there might be another little gap yeah yeah maybe (laughs) eventually we're going to make it to 200 that this last stretch is rough I just think that life has totally just gotten in the way but I don't know maybe maybe we'll have some guests on maybe we'll we'll do something fun I don't know that already sounds like that sounds like work. Really hard task. I know. <laughs> I don't like work. I mean, I want to do something because it's 200, but. Mm. Yeah, because then you have to like reach out to people. Yeah. And then it always starts off, do I DM them or do I text them? And then you start off the DM and then you erase what you're going to say and be like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to continue this another day. And that another day is six months later and you don't have a podcast anymore. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> but. I mean, that's always a possibility. I don't know. I would say we should try to get uh, Chris Fresh on again, but currently he is he is not on my good list. He's not on my good list either. I I actually have I have some beef with Chris Fresh from actually I think all of the geek dudes except for the cat. Maxwell Paws. Maxwell's fine. Like Maxwell's fine. He's he's in my corner. Okay. But the the rest of the dudes, except you know, I can't say that because like I like Mitch. Like I don't know Mitch that well, but I like Mitch. So Mitch and the cat and me are in the corner. But but Jonesy and Fresh can fuck right off. Oh wow, that's very aggressive. 
like I, I I'm used to people being very aggressive about uh, Chris, obviously, but I'm surprised you're also mad at Jonesy. I don't know why. He usually gets a free pass. Yeah, but you know, when are those free passes? You can't always get what you want. You can't. There's not always going to be a free pass. Like you can't get a fast pass for every single ride at Disneyland. For instance, you can get a fast pass for it's a small world, but you can't get a fast pass for Peter Pan at Disneyland. Disney World is a different story, but you can't get a fast pass for everything. I think I think the metaphor might have gone slightly off the rails there. But anyway, so what's what's your beef with two thirds of the geek dudes? Or half if we're counting Maxwell Paws as a geek dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's an honorary geek dude. I think after, you know, his reveal last week and, you know, the fact that we didn't know about that he existed. Um, and he's a very handsome boy. I, I think that he is a dude, a hundred percent, a geek dude. But it was between giving us shit about Legos. I'm going to give that to Chris Fresh. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to give both of them shit for believing that my cheap ass hired an interior designer to decorate my one bed, one bath apartment because number number one, like I am not that bougie. And number two, (laughs) like why, why the fuck would I do that? Like I feel like my intelligence was not questioned, but like I, I know sometimes, you know, I there's a banana peel and I trip over the banana peel. But I'm not gonna hire an interior designer for a six hundred twenty-five square foot apartment. Come on, guys. Like come on. So Friday morning, I wake up and I see that I have a missed Skype call from Mr. Chris Fresh. And I was very sad because I always like talking to Chris, but I had, I had been in bed and I had my phone on silent, so I didn't hear it. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad. And then I'm listening to Geek Dudes the next day. And apparently the only reason he had called was to yell at me because we said Legos instead of Lego as the plural of Legos. Here's the thing. All the people who give a shit for that, they're like, well, Lego says that it's Lego and not Legos. Okay, fine. But the guy who invented GIFs says it's pronounced GIFs, and I know none of y'all fuckers pronounce it GIFs. So don't give me shit for saying Legos because Lego says that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Why is it that every single person that has corrected us on Legos has a penis? (laughs) Please tell me why. That is a very accurate observation. Yeah. So, and, but also, like, I have to give Chris Fresh a little slack here because he seemed very surprised. Funny enough, he's not the only one that's surprised about my sudden change of not change of plans, but yeah, change of plans, you know, change of life plans. I mean, this was definitely you know, a thought out thing, but, you know, the upcoming moving in date of Carlos and I. And, you know, looking back, like, maybe I should have announced it a different way or, you know, people do those gender reveals things and maybe I should have had a uh, Carlos and I are moving in reveal. I don't know, but. (laughs) I I think that might have been slightly self-involved. I mean, you guys have been together for what, three years now? Yeah, three years. I think, I think 
I think Chris needs to to roll back on the overprotective parent thing just a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, like, I totally understand where he's coming from. Like, he's been on the the Sith list a couple times, and he's gotten to know the boys a little well. So, I he is definitely a member of the family, and I did not let a member of the family know that a big life change was going to happen to me and Carlos. Well, now we know that when Carlos is ready to propose, he has to first ask Chris Fresh for permission. Gosh, he has to ask a lot of people now. He has to ask Chris Fresh. He has to ask Mr. B. He has to ask my dad. Like, there's just so many, so many components to a proposal. It's very complicated. Hopefully they all give their permission. I'm not sure about Mr. B. Mr. B is very selfish. He's my cat. Very selfish. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that 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 was probably good to qualify for any new listeners, even though if you are a new listener, the last 10 minutes have been incomprehensible, no matter what. Anyway, listen to Geek Dudes. It's very good. I like Mitch anyway, even though he also gives us shit about Legos, but he has a cool cat, so that makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I I forgive Jonesy and Chris Fresh, you know, for assuming that I would spend money on an interior decorator. Um I am trying not to spend money, and I think it's funny that I even said on the podcast that I was trying to be frugal and shit. And you know what's not frugal is hiring someone to interior decorate for me. When people are willing to do it out of the kindness of their heart, I went to a lot of vintage shops and thrift stores this weekend. Didn't really find anything, but it's fun to start looking and hopefully I'll find shit. Yeah, it's kind of harder when you're like starting completely, you know, new. So it's not like it's not like, oh, you're just looking through a vintage shop for something that might match, you know, the theme or decor that you have. Instead, it's like, what do I want my new place to look like at all? Yeah, and that's where I really struggle because, like, I don't give a shit. Like, whatever looks good. Like, I already, I already, you know, I'm getting a couch. Like, that's the biggest thing that I'm getting. And I just, my biggest thing is just whatever goes with the couch. Like, whatever. Mm, that makes sense. There's, we have cherry wood cabinet, so... You know, anything that complements that. So I'm I'm really easy. And then now like, I have to incorporate, like, where am I going to have room to put, like, a little mini work desk thing? So it's like now I'm thinking about that. So there are a lot of components to, you know, this new move-in situation. It was funny, too, because, you know, Carlos and I were having a conversation the other day, this poor soul, and... You know, I was telling him, I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to get this for this. And I was like, I wanted to get like a lamp. He's like, I have a lamp. And I'm like, no, like your lamp is nice, but like it doesn't go with anything. Like we can get a new lamp. He's like, no, you don't understand. We have a lamp. Like he just he he didn't understand the, you know, like just the things that just style and how sometimes it's nice that you have a lamp but it's old and it doesn't go with anything. So it was funny having to exp- explain to a man that I know you have a lamp, but unfortunately it doesn't match the decor and, and thank God lamps are cheap. Yeah. 
anything else going on? Have you been watching anything? Um, not really. I started that Oprah show, the one where uh, they talk about like mental health and everything. Uh, Prince Harry's on it. Um, Lady Gaga is on too. Uh, Robin Williams' son has a little like snippet on there too, which is really, which is really cool. But yeah, that's. I haven't really been watching anything. Just been relaxing. Um, I have actually been watching the Animal Planet. Um, Steve Irwin's kids and his uh, wife have a show now on the Animal Planet. I think it's called like Crikey, it's the Irwins or something. And it's really wholesome and like really staged, but really wholesome. And it makes me miss Steve Irwin. Yeah, um, today is the third anniversary of Anthony Bourdain's death. And I've never really been able to articulate even to myself why that one hit me so particularly hard. Because I, I have always, like, I love 20 Big Day and I've read, I've read all his books. I've watched, like, most of his shows. Like, he's awesome. But I didn't, I didn't quite realize how much I liked him until then. And I'm like, oh, I'm having way more, like, an outside reaction to this than, than I thought I would have. And I saw some people tweeting about him today. And I'm like, nope, this still really fucking sucks. This still really hurts for this guy who I, I don't know. There is something about him. Yeah, I can see, you know, how, how you know, you feel that because when you watch someone so much and, you know, you watch them you know, over the years and you you sort of like feel like you know them or that they're a part of you, you know, they're part of your routine. And then when something happens, it it's really hard to explain. So, yeah, it's a big bummer. Yeah, there's a there's a movie about him coming out. I'm not I'm not sure what it's coming out, but they just had the trailer up a couple of days ago. And I'm like, I can't even get through the trailer, so I don't I don't possibly know how I'm going to get through that movie. But no, so I think I'm just going to go. I think tonight I'm going to watch a couple episodes of of Parts Unknown or something. That's a good idea. Other than that, oh, um, Loki starts tonight, or I guess t- technically tomorrow morning, right? Yep, tomorrow morning. Okay. I'm sort of excited about that show, but I just I can't quite figure out what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not too excited, too, for some reason. I... I think I will be like once the show starts, but I just I really think that the show is like ten years too late. <laughs> I I really like Tom Hiddleston, but I don't know. I mean, I thought <sighs> watch him call it and the other dude, um, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> was a was a bit of a drag, like in terms of just being. <laughs> mostly fine yeah i 
I like that show. I think it was good. But I think just, you know, personally with me, I can't watch Tom Hiddleston and not think about Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) That's an issue. It's a big issue. I think that was the biggest issue for me watching Ragnarok because she was on set during some of the filming. So the whole time I'm just sitting there thinking, what was she doing? How were they? What was that? Because the relationship with Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift during, I think that was 2016, man, that was a wild fucking ride. Because, you know, they meet at the Met Gala and they date a couple months. It's like a whirlwind. Like they travel together, like all this shit goes down. And then it's just, it's one of those summer flings. But it was a passionate fucking summer fling to the point where during a 4th of July party, he's wearing an I Heart Taylor Swift shirt and they've been barely dating. Just, it's like, oh my God, even, even Stephen, Stephen, uh, no, Sebastian Stan went on an interview with, uh, Andy Cohen and was talking about how concerned he was for Tom Hiddleston because he was falling head over heels in love with Taylor Swift. I don't know. It's just, it just it was a phase that I still can't forget because it was just a wild ride. But yeah, I just I I can't help to think about that relationship. You know what could have been. You know just my two separate worlds. You know, Marvel and Taylor Swift coming together like it's insane. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird crossover for you. It's weird. It, it's like the crossover right now with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley, because I've enjoyed her acting since she was on The Secret Life of the American Teenager, and I feel like I am legally obliged to like him because Carlos is the biggest Packers fan. So it's like both of my worlds are coming together, and it's. It's interesting, but yeah, I I do think it's weird that the hashtag for Loki, it looks like there's an orange at the end of it. I don't know if that is actually an orange, but now when I think of the show, I think of oranges. It looks like there's an orange at the end of it? Yeah, there's the hashtag for the show on Twitter because it's trending on Twitter Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's an orange. Okay, one second. I got it. Loki, so I can see it. It's like a walking orange man, but it's like an orange and he has legs. Maybe I'm just tired. I don't know. Oh, is it looks that's the one that comes up for countdown to Loki. No, I don't know what that is. The like little red dot? Yeah. I can't tell. Well, now now it's like actually Loki. Like now if you hashtag Loki, it's like, well, you know, yeah. him in the horns and hashtag shit. Hashtag Loki has that. But then, the, oh, I think the countdown to Loki one is actually a clock. Oh. Because if I zoom in, I mean, you can't zoom in on those, but it looks like it has little hash marks on it. Either way, that's weird. Yeah. Very strange. Oh, and hold one second. Back to Chris Fresh. Uh-oh. You don't like sprinkles? Get out of here. I don't like them on ice cream. 
because I don't like, I feel that's a bad like textural match, but I like them on donuts, which is what I had today with a bunch of sprinkles on it. And I like them on cupcakes or I like them on like funfetti cake. So I don't know what is sprinkles. How do you, I don't understand. I can understand not loving sprinkles, but saying sprinkles are gross is a dumb opinion. He has lots of dumb opinions. He 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 does, but I I don't know because there's so many fun things you can do with sprinkles, especially fun fatty cookies. When you have a fun fatty cookie the size of your face and you see all those little sprinkles on it, just it just brings you so much happiness. Like I can't even describe the amount of happiness other than the happiness you feel when you eat it. Except when you eat too much of it and you get that little like sugar stomach ache, but it's worth it. It's it's truly worth it, but. The fact that someone could hate something that makes me so happy is... I mean, that's Chris Fresh in a nutshell, I think. Well, true. I mean, he does hate when we say Legos, and I love it passionately. And he hates it so passionately that he wants to call you and yell at you about it. (laughs) Oh, I really wish I had picked up that call. I do too. I mean, that what 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 a decision to <laughs> call me illegally while you are driving, so you can yell at me for saying Legos. I just love the fact that it was still bothering him, like while he was driving somewhere. Like the fact that it. Well, maybe he was listening to the podcast while driving. I was going to say, no, yeah, yeah, like, he that's was. some dedication was to be that angry to call. He's a ridiculous man. Also, I'm going to say Legos as much as I want to. Yeah. Which is just more often than ever because people are being little bitch babies about it. But we love, <laughs> we love the bitch babies. <laughs> Again, if like if you also say GIF like the creator wants you to, then maybe you can give me then you can complain about the fact that we say Legos. But otherwise you can fuck off because that is very much the same thing. I know it's funny. I, I feel like all my life, like um I'm not the best at like pronunciation or like sometimes saying things. So it's like I'm used to, you know, getting corrected for you know, a word that I say or something. So I, I think it's funny now, you know, with all this Lego stuff, it's going back to like, no, it's actually, no, it's actually not because it's fucking Legos because like, who, you can fuck up saying, yeah, uh, insert long word here. But when you're just, it's like those grammar people who are like, you you were supposed to put a comma right here, but you didn't. Or the ones when you say your, and then they correct with the correct your. Yeah, I also like, I don't particularly care what a brand says their portal is. I don't, I don't feel the need to be like, oh, the poor, like multi-billion dollar industry that I'm insulting by saying Legos instead of Lego. Like who gives a shit? I don't think I have ever found anyone that has given a shit except for Twitter. Because 
Oh. Oh, no, you're still here. I thought you left me. But I've been saying Legos all my life. And now it's wrong. But it feels so right to say Legos. And I feel like I'm almost saying Legos so much that I can feel the subscriber count to our podcast (laughs) going down and down and down. But... That's okay. Oh, I'm fine. If it's between having more subscribers or saying Lego as a plural for Lego instead of Legos, I'm just going to continue to say Legos. Should we talk about some Star Wars? Yeah, let's let's do it. Not a ton of stuff, just some little dribs and drabs, but um. McNowen says that Book of Boba is finished filming, which is cool. I'm looking forward to that show. But interestingly, Pedro Pascal was talking to Ian McGregor on some, I think it was like Vanity Fair, like stars interview each other bullshit. And he says Mando season three has not started filming at all yet, which I thought was interesting mostly because when people were talking about season three, for whatever reason, just I guess, I don't think it was off anything that was officially said, but people seemed to be making the assumption that it was going to be Book of Boba Fett, then Mando season three, and then Andor, and then Kenobi. But if Mando hasn't even started yet, that would not appear to be the case. Well, I do think it's good that they're taking time with the script or, you know, they're leaving room for, you know, newer Star Wars series, movies, et cetera, et cetera, what's going to happen. Because I feel like we've been so overwhelmed with The Mandalorian. Like, if you really think about it, um, Disney Plus is such a young streaming service. And the fact that we've already had two seasons of The Mandalorian, I think that's that's probably the most seasons of anything on Disney Plus right now because I'm watching that high school musical the musical the series and they just started their season two but I don't know if it got held back because of COVID or something but I really like that this gives breathing room and maybe this is going to be like a like Mandalorian that's you know a couple years after the last episode so I don't know yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, it'd be different if there weren't any other shows on the horizon, but we know they're doing a bunch of other shows. So I'm okay if we're waiting a little bit longer for Amando and instead I get to watch Andor a little earlier than I thought. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, some people are such tricksters too they could say one thing but it's actually you know the next thing like uh, Ewan McGregor for years was telling people that you know he had no idea about no be one show but you know he knew the whole time so you never know but yeah I mean I'm not too like not too hot and bothered by it you know like whatever whatever they are gonna do they're gonna do it and hopefully we like it but that is pretty cool that Book of Boba has finished filming because I am very excited to see what that show has to offer. You know, a bounty hunter show. And especially how Boba Fett really won us over, you know, in season two as a 
a pretty badass character. So I'm excited to see more about him. Yeah, I mean, Tom, and, yeah, Tamara Morrison was just so good. And uh, obviously, Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand is also a great addition to that show. I know. Because she's incredible. And so pretty. I know. I was re-watching the Bad Batch episode with her in it, and... I love I love her voice. Like, you know, she was a voice actress before uh, The Mandalorian. She played Mulan. She, she was just so cool. I really love her. And I'm glad that we have her in Star Wars now. Yes. She is a good addition for many, many reasons. Um, let's see. We also got, oh, um, like, apparently, like, Bosk is going to be in... Boca Boba and what I mean that look you could tell me any bounty hunter that we've seen is going to be in Boca Boba but I'm just like yeah that makes sense I'm assuming it's just going to be cameo central in terms of the good old bounty hunter people yeah I can't wait to see all those different cameos I'm just so excited for our friend Haas too like I know how much he loves Boba Fett and I can't wait to see what he thinks about the show. I hope it's good. Yeah, there's, you know, complete potential, you know, to be good. So I can't wait. Yeah. Um, we're also getting some vaguely familiar faces in Andor. Um, Ruscott Melcy. I had to look up this character because obviously, like, the names of all these dudes in, who are just like, hey, I'm just one of the Alliance guys. And Rogue One, no matter how many times I've seen it, don't stick with me. But he's one of the guys who rescues Jin when they first pull her off the thing. And she gets like, she's like, knocks him out with a shovel. And he's also one of the ones who volunteers. And in terms of the whole, you know, like, there's a lot of blood in our hands. We have, we have some stuff to make up for. And the reason I think it's cool that he's coming back specifically is just that because he is one of those guys who was obviously involved in some of the darker shit like Cassian was. And so I'm hoping that's a sign that we're actually going to explore that stuff and what it is exactly they were doing because it was not it was not good stuff. Yeah, every time I hear more information about this Cassian show, I get really intrigued because we haven't had a spy show yet or we haven't had yeah, basically a spy show and I really think that, you know, Cassian has the potential to be this and I don't know I've been looking at a lot of like set pictures like where they're filming and it's mostly outdoor areas which is pretty pretty badass I know that you know Mandalorian had a lot of scenes like that too but I feel like the Mandalorian kind of was filmed especially season one was kind of filmed in you know the same area insert location here in Los Angeles but I I don't know. It's it's fun. I really liked Rogue One. I liked Cassian, and I can't think I can't not think of Catherine when I talk about Cassian. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't think I can't not think about her countdown to Cassian. Hash is it a hashtag yet? Hashtag countdown to Cassian, because man, we need a trailer for that soon. And they're still filming, right? Yes. God, I feel like they've been filming that for a really long time. 
I think part of that is like they were talking about filming beforehand and then like, I mean, obviously some stuff got pushed back and we were hearing about locations and then we were hearing about them filming it before they were actually filming it. Yeah. Um, speaking of people coming back, Kira is apparently in the uh, War of the Bounty Hunter comics and I don't really care, but apparently it was a big like, oh my God, a moment. And I hope, yeah, like you want to do more like stuff from Solo stick it all in the comics where I can easily ignore it and I am perfectly happy. Yeah, comics are the books because I'm I'm not ready for solo. I'm not ready for anything having to do with solo. I just not not fun. Not fun, but I mean good for Kira. That's cool that some of these characters are getting their way into the comics, into the books, and into et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, maybe she'll she can't act in the books, so I or in the comics, so I don't see any problems with her character. That's that's true. I mean, m- most of my problem with that character is that it's Amelia Clark is terrible. So it's just it's again, it's one of those big actors who you see them in something and you can't not see uh, Khaleesi. Like, it's just, it's really difficult. She was a weird actor in that I thought she got worse as Game of Thrones went on. Like when, in the first couple of seasons, I'm like, oh, I really, I think she's really good as Danny. And then I was like, oh no, she has like one mode and that is all she can do. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And that that's unusual. Like, oftentimes in the first season, especially with a lot of unknown actors and, and younger actors, you get people who are a little rough and then they get better. But I think, I think she got worse. I think a lot of people feel like that, too, with Kit Harrington. That dude, I mean, he is just, like, one of those dudes who does not stick out in my mind at all. Like, he's a block of wood. He is, like, Sam Worthington. Or Jai Courtney or something where I'm just like, okay, I guess I guess you're attractive objectively, but man, you're boring. Yeah, that is definitely one of the shows that I do not see myself ever going back and watching. <laughs> it's just so much. No. And then just the unnecessary deaths, the unnecessary violent scenes. Let's add some more rape scenes into this show. Oh, those guides suck. I'm so glad they're not doing Star Wars. God. Well, speaking of people that suck, Chris Harrison today announced that he's no longer a uh, host on The Bachelor, which fucking thank God, because after he tried to, uh, f- you know, tell people to forgive that one girl who was posting pictures of her at that uh, horrible themed uh, part. God, I'm, I'm trying to word this correctly. I worded it correctly last time. So Chris Harrison was doing an interview with Rachel Lindsay, who was a former bachelorette. She was the first black bachelorette. And he was trying to defend Rachel Lindsay, who was, no, sorry, Rachel Kirkconnell, which was his season, which was someone on Matt's season who went to a party 
and the party was themed. It was a plantation-themed party. And he was trying to talk about the woke police and how we should forgive her. And it's not his decision to tell us what to do. No, that was obviously a very wrong thing. And they announced today that he is no longer the host of The Bachelor. So now everyone's crying that, oh, no, we lost our host. Cancel culture sucks. No, Karen, you suck. (laughs) Also, you know what? That dude's fine. That dude has a bajillion dollars. He is A-OK. They gave him like a $10 million farewell package. Like he is more than okay. The fact that so many people are complaining that oh, we're losing the heart and the the face of the Bachelor franchise. It's like, no. And the Bachelor franchise is so old and outdated now anyways. The newest season, The Bachelorette, started last night. And they now have two co-hosts, Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams, both former bachelorettes. And I think that's so cool. And that's so much easier for someone to relate to two women that were in their former position rather some, than some old ass white guy. Like, we, we got we to improve with the times here. So goodbye, Chris Harrison. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a great, a great loss for anybody, except for Karen. <laughs> um, I guess the last thing to talk about today is Bad Batch. Uh, the episode number six, decommissioned, which brought back. Uh, Trace and Rafa from the last season of The Clone Wars. What did you think of this episode, Brittany? I liked it more than I thought I did when I first saw Trace and Rafa because I remember the Ahsoka arc and I wasn't really the biggest fan of them. Just their tendencies, um, just some of the, the shit that they did during their mission. But I was really happy because I really thought because they were there on Corellia and I thought, motherfucker, they're going to bring Alden. They're going to bring Han Solo into this shit. So I was already annoyed as hell. I see them. And at first I'm like, you know what? I almost wish it was Han. But after their interactions with Omega, I thought it was a fine episode. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. Yeah, I like them. And it is seems like they're working for the rebellion or somebody who's connected to the rebellion and that's cool um still keeping a secret who that person is which makes me think it might be the same person who um sent fennec shand after omega because it's weird to it'd be weird to hold both of those people secret to have two different people who are secretly talking on the hologram which just also is because I'm already leaning towards thinking whoever is after her is actually one of the good guys. But no, I didn't mind seeing them. I did mind seeing the fucking battle droids. I thought we were done with battle droids. Well, they didn't say clanker. So I, they did say clanker. They did. Yes. They didn't say uh, one of them said it. I think it was, I think either trace or Rafa said it. That doesn't count because when the clone troopers say clanker, it's a whole different experience. I liked Omega practicing with her little energy bow. I think that is a cool weapon. 
Man, she's the coolest. She's just the coolest kid out there using her little bow and she's just so determined and so badass and she's just genuinely a good person. Yeah. Without being annoying. And that is a hard line to toe. Because it is very easy to make that character annoying because Star Wars has made that character annoying uh, in plenty of other shows. And so I'm, I don't know, she's just so lovable. And I like her relationship with all the different um, Bad Batch guys. I like that her relationship with them all is a little bit different. And she's just, she's cute and fun. Um... And you know, this the, I was I was surprised that it was the very next episode that went back to we're getting another mission mission from Sid. I thought maybe that'd be a couple episodes down the line, but you know that's fine. I again I like Rio Perman. I think that character's fun. I don't mind seeing you know her if somebody's got to send him on these missions. But we do get the thing at the end of of um. I forget whether it's Tracer or whether it's Rafa being like, hey, eventually you guys are going to have to choose a side. It can't just all be about money. There's some bad shit going down. And obviously, that's where the show is going of them, you know, joining the good fight or whatever. And we got a little bit more of uh, Wrecker is definitely not having a good time with his brain. I knew it. I knew that Chip is fucking with him, but also he keeps hitting his head on things. So I think that is also aggravating it too. Yeah, because it does seem to be triggering it somehow. But it was really creepy when he does the, you know, all good soldiers thing. And um, yeah, it's going to be very sad when that comes to head. Obviously, I don't think they're going to kill him off or anything, but I like him. He's very sweet. I love everybody, like, you know, like, trying to rescue each other. They're not going to leave anybody behind. I really love that. I also really love how Wrecker was starting his, you know, good soldiers follow orders that then hear Omega's voice, and he immediately goes back to, well, not immediately, but just slowly goes back to normal. Like, her voice was kind of the voice of reason for him to, you know, return to the mental state of not an Order 66 clone. So I I thought that was really nice. I, I'm wondering if Omega knows about the chip and what the chip is capable of doing. Because if she does, why doesn't she try to get them removed? Yeah, it's, it's super unclear to me what she knows about I mean, pretty much anything. I mean, because, you know, she knew who all of them were in this kind of, like, hero-worshipping way. But what she knows about any of the of the programs at all, I'm not sure about. Yeah, I just hope they figure out Wrecker's chip is fucking with them in time. Because I would really hate for something to happen to Wrecker, but also... You know, who knows what's going to happen in, in these next couple of episodes or if um, Crosshair is going to find them. Because we haven't seen Crosshair in a while. 
Yeah, we got it. We got to get to him eventually. And I feel like the the wrecker thing, maybe that's what gets them um, more determined to go find Rex. Because I think it's the episode when... What's the name of the clone that ran away and started a family? Clone that ran away and started a family. <laughs> okay. I expect you to know this shit, Brittany. You're the one who watched the Clone Wars. Well, but- you did too. I expect you to know it too, but you don't. <laughs> anyway, that dude, because when they're on that planet, doesn't he mention that Rex had been by? I believe so, which totally retracts from what I was about to say, because I was about to say, like, I don't know why everyone gives a shit about Rex. Like, I think they give a shit about Rex because they know that Rex is in Rebels and they know that Rex is the clone. But that's a good point that dude who lives on the farm with his family um, said that he saw him the other day. But also... I don't know. I mean, it's not like they have like a GPS on Rex or like all of a sudden one episode they're in the ship and they're going to be like, all right, we're going to find Rex today. Well, no, it just, yeah, because just the fact that like Rex is the clone who, I mean, with Ahsoka managed to beat his chip, that that would be an incentive to go find him if there's a problem with Wrecker. Yeah, I yeah, that's interesting. I I wonder if they're going to find him on coincidence or they're going to find him and he's going to be like, "Guys, you need to get that fucking chip out of your head." Cuz that's probably what he did with, you know, guy who lives on a farm with his family is that he came to him and said, "Hey, buddy, uh you're going to want to take off that chip because uh not good." Yeah. But no, like I sort of look at this so and like as much as I've been enjoying it in the back of my head, I'm sort of like there's another 10 fucking episodes this season. I know. it's It just seems like so much. And I, I can't imagine all the other surprises or, you know, if there are going to be really any more surprises in the show. Because this is definitely one of those shows where I feel comfortable going on Twitter the day it comes out with me knowing I haven't seen the episode yet. Because... People are now actually like pretty cool about it. Well, they are cool about it because nothing crazy has happened yet. But I doubt that anything crazy is going to happen with the show. I mean, look, I think there's stuff that like quote unquote like crazy st- or big stuff happening. I just think it's probably stuff that neither of us would particularly care about, or at least not care about in terms of oh no, that was spoiled. I can't believe that you ruined that for me, kind of thing. I could think of an instance. What? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not bringing on Krennic. No. <laughs> nah. That'd be pretty cool, though. They brought out. And they, they need to bring him out sometime. I know that he's bald right now and dancing in that one movie, but or isn't he like in a musical or something? Yeah. Which is, I can't wait. I'm so, I uh, with Peter Dinklage, I'm really fucking excited for that. <laughs> But has he been on Broadway yet? I feel like every actor always ends up on Broadway. Not yet. Keep hoping. 
I will Man. spend I will spend a large amount on money on tickets to I don't even care what show it is. Like I'm not gonna do the creepy stage door thing because that's creepy and weird, but I am gonna go fucking see it. Oh, the stage door thing is like when they wait by their stage or they wait by yeah. like the the door, yeah. right? And they're like, "Oh my god, sign my bra!" Like, uh, it's this weird thing where it's like there's people I feel like comfortable doing that with and people I don't feel comfortable doing that with and the bigger the star is the more weirded out I get by it like I've 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 like waited um when I've seen comedians and stuff before but they're generally like very chill and there's only a couple of people around but uh, anybody who's like you know is getting harassed every single night after their show I'm like nah let's not do that yeah I haven't always been the biggest fan of the feeling of that I'm stalking someone or a celebrity or like I go out of my way to you know go to the same places where they go or know they like to eat at this spot for lunch at six o'clock uh or not six yeah whatever times fuck I'm tired but I I don't know I I'm really turned off by that because it's at the end of the day, they're people like this isn't a zoo animal like this is a real life human being. And I know how much people love insert human being here. But you have to remember, too, like, how would you feel if you were in their shoes and there were people following you when all you want to do is have a nice warm cup of coffee, you know, somewhere and a million people, you know, walk up to you, take your picture, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I know that you signed up. Well, I hate the whole, you will you sign up for this lifestyle? But also, like, you're a human. Like, you yeah. you shouldn't be subjected to that kind of behavior and that kind of harassment. Like, it's, it's pretty fucked up. And it's pretty sad that so many of celebrities and people go through it because people are assholes and people don't respect them. Yeah, but just, it can, it's something that seems to turn creepy pretty fucking quick. But um, anyway, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Kento Britt. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and sometimes Instagram at CantoByPod. Um, you can buy our merch again on TeePublic. It got pulled down, but I put it back up. It hasn't gotten pulled yet. Um, other than that, you know, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And you can send us questions or thoughts, uh, cantabitepod at gmail.com. If you send an email about complaining about the fact that we say Legos, it's just going straight in the trash. But other than that, you know, let us, let us know your thoughts on things or to like send us a fuck, Mary kill. We haven't done one of those in a while. But other than that, I think we are done. So we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a Kanto bitch. Brittany, the Janj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place.